Yo, what's up? How are you? Good. How you doing, man? Not bad. Good. Great to see you. It's been quite some time. It has. When was it? 2019? I think so. And plus, I was too busy getting my face beat in by crosswinds and just smashed that, uh, that <laughs> was a memorable week, dude. Yeah. Trust oh. often. It's race in the world. Oh, man. That was a game. I actually was referencing that race to somebody else. Very, actually, we went down to Ecuador and, uh, it was, a. Uh, 1.1 race, but there was really no pro, there was one pro team there. So it was really more like a cat one race, but yeah, we were talking about riding as a team and our team was a little disjointed in Southland. We didn't know each other, whatever excuses, excuses. And I remember I rode up, I can't remember if we were about to hit a crosswind section, but I rolled up and I was like, there are three teams up there. And it was the team, the Skoda team, white, green, and yeah. orange. And this dude's like, Hey mate, what the hell are you doing up here? And I was like, <laughs> I'm just moving up. What are you doing here? He's like composition riding. And it was really the first time, like it's not, it's po- there's not enough pro races in the U S to understand that as well. But like yeah. he was politely saying, get the hell out of here with it. If you're not here with your team, like get out of here. And that's just not, you know, you don't see that until you get to that level. And uh, we were doing that to a lot of people there. We're like, dude, wh- who are you? Get out of here. Like come up with your team or yeah. get out of here. And that was a re- that was my best gem that I took from that of like how to deploy teamwork up at the front, and then uh, yeah, and then I think like ten minutes later I was off the back. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a lot of politics that go into it, like what teams sit where on the road and and things like that. It's um, yeah, it's quite quite interesting. And if you're kind of like a, a no one really knows you or your team, then you're kind of screwed. Um, 100%. Yeah, you got to gain that respect from everyone else and then they'll they'll let you do what you want really, but and that's one thing that I was telling some of these guys we had a, that we were prob I mean we won the first two stages which was nobody saw that coming and they, they were flatter thank god before we went to altitude in Ecuador. And uh so we were sitting like third squad and I had said to this one other guy I was like, "Hey man, you got to realize that if you know, there's usually uh, Medellin comes over from Colombia. like action was supposed to come in November I heard if there were like four or five more pro teams there is a much different pecking order yeah. to our composite team and so it's easy to take that for granted when the big boys aren't there but what's uh, you got nationals coming up right in a month yeah nationals in a month yeah yeah mm-hmm. that's my first race of the season so um, I'll aim for the the time trial for that which I feel good. Good. Yeah. Um, this is the first year that I've kind of had like an off season, like a proper three weeks off the bike doing nothing. Oh, wow. Um, and it, it was better than I expected. Like, yeah. In didn't, what way? Didn't take, well, I didn't take, I would have thought I'd like get real fat, lose all my fitness, which I did lose fitness, but it didn't take too long to get back to, feeling all right on the bike mm-hmm. um but yeah and no, i'm i'm feeling pretty good so how does that fly with it being like your first race is that just really is that awkward that it's like oh hey we're going to nationals is that a new zealand thing or well, i'm trying to think i'm the seasons are different but like you guys are going we're peak summer at the moment oh, okay so yeah. yeah never mind i'm totally 
Okay. No. Uh, well, yeah, the, the, we don't really have races in New Zealand. So there's Tourist Southland, which is like the main one. Yeah. And then there'll be there's Tarn New Zealand Gravel. Cycle. Yeah, I think that might be cancelled now. I don't think that's, um, I don't think they're running that this year. Um, and then last, this week just been was New Zealand Cycle Classic. Okay. So that's New Zealand's only one, uh, UCI tour. And then there'll be nationals in a month. But normally nationals is like the 2nd or 3rd of January. Okay. So it's real early. Yeah, real early. <laughs> so you basically just, you guys just go off the European calendar basically then? Yeah, our, our, our team does now, yeah. Okay. Like so, yeah. Well, speak, see, uh, man, we just started chopping it up. I'm like horrible at starting this podcast. Half the time people are like, oh, are we recording right now? I'm like, oh, well, we'll start now, but the first 10 minutes <laughs> is actually really good. So uh, for people that don't know us, welcome to the Evoke Bike Podcast. We are super stoked to have Ethan Bat here. If you are like, well, it seems like these guys know each other just in passing in New Zealand, mostly through Tyler Lockie who yeah. was the uh, intermediary, we'll call him. But tell the people, uh, who are you? Who's Ethan Bat? Where are you from? Because they'll hear the accent, and uh, we'll go from there. Yeah, I'm Ethan Bat. I am 23, I believe. You are. I 23. Just and I was like, damn, he's yeah. that young. He was 21 when we met. I knew you were young, but I didn't realize that young. Yeah, yeah. Time flies. Um, <laughs> and I'm a professional cyclist from New Zealand. And, and I ride with... for uh, Bolton Equities Black Spike Pro Cycling. And who is that first sponsor? Because when I first looked on Pro Cycling Sets, I was like, whoa, new team. How did I not see that? And I was like, oh, wait, new sponsor. Never mind. No, nah, it's, the, it's the same guy sponsoring. It's just um, just a change of change of names. Okay. So it's, it's his, his company that we've changed the name to. Got it. Whereas Black, Black Spike is just, just a made up, made up name. Cool. Yeah. What's the so you're gonna go do nationals and then what are you guys looking forward to? I was kind of scouring through the calendar. Do you know your individual rider calendar yet, or are you still waiting to find that out? Um, not yet. It's still pretty early. I think they're kind of like finalizing that at the moment. Cool. Um, but there'll be a few kind of like fun, fun ride race, right? Kind of races in New Zealand. Okay. Um, and then. We'll head overseas in May, early May, and then it'll be a full-on European season until October or something. Yeah. So will you guys be there all summer? Yep. Yeah. Badass. Are you super pumped for this? Yeah. Yeah. It'd be good to to go back. I've never done a back-to-back European season, which I think will going last year will help a lot this year. Because mm-hmm. like racing and racing in Europe's like a whole different, whole different sport than in Europe. Really, go in on that. What do you think you're going to pull from last time to this time? Besides just experience, like get a little more granular on that when and talk about just the difference in Europe because that's what everybody says, and it's always interesting to hear what you guys pick up on over there. Yeah, I think for me personally, it's more just the positioning. Mm-hmm. And because that's really a lot of like Europe is how well you can position 
because there's 170 guys every race that are all as strong as you, if not stronger. And it's really racing to certain points in the course, like this corner, this crosswind, this hill, this narrow point. And if you're not in the right place there, then you'll be dropped mm-hmm. or waste a whole lot of energy and be dropped later somewhere else. So, so what's the, so, and then people will hear that like, okay, well, how do I, how would a rider know when do you like lighting the match? It's like, okay, well, we're going to race this corner and then maybe the climb's not going to be as full gas because everybody races this corner. Or it's like, how do you even meter that? Or is it just like, I know that if I don't get to that corner in the top 20, I'm screwed anyway. So like, let's go. And if I blow up on the climb, like it is what it is or like, you know what I mean? It's just, it's such a, it is a different sport and it's, it's kind of, we have like the team obviously do a whole lot of research and Mm -hmm. we'll tell you the points that you have to move up like dangerous uh, areas. And we have race radios with most races. Mm -hmm. Um, So they can tell us in the cars when to move up and things like that. But, it's kind of, I guess, like you gotta you gotta use your energy, spend your energy to save it in other places. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, you have to. You might burn a few matches trying to move up to be in the right place at the right time, but if you don't do that, then you won't even have any matches to burn if you didn't do that if that makes any sense yeah i know it does that's good the um well is it let's let's jump into some training stuff first and then we'll kind of circle back to racing um and maybe talk about nutrition if we have time if that works for you yeah cool so this is always my first question actually for training because i think it's super open open-ended and i'm always just curious what people have to say in terms of what do you think is the most important aspect of your training um good question i think for me at the moment would be just more intensity Mm. and because previously i've done a whole lot of bass like a lot of bass Mm -hmm. and i hadn't really done a whole heap of speed or high intensity stuff so I think for me at the moment, I need to work on that to, to improve because I've got the base. I can, mm-hmm. I, I've got the foundation. I just haven't really got the, the higher top end stuff. Do you think stuff, that that's so. related to like just the time of year? Like, cause I know you are a big volume dude. Do you think if you, I mean, you ride a lot. Um, I did that, ride a lot. Did you I've ride changed. last now? You changed. I'm a changed man no way yeah so what's the what caused you to want to ride a little bit less um i just was thinking that maybe there was more um benefit from focusing specifically more on doing the training properly Mm. um and I did, I did change coaches halfway through the season last year. And okay. it's just different um, coaching philosophies, I guess. Yeah. 
did he did your new coach think you were kind of like noodling around or i'm really curious about this if you can tell tell me some more about it uh, i'm like wait Ethan's riding less am i supposed to be riding less we're supposed to be like mega volume people no no i don't i'm not really i just do what i'm told really okay i'm i'm pretty coach pretty chill i'm not like i'm yeah i'm very um just get it done yeah um i didn't i previously didn't really like all the numbers and stuff it would get me too um just too confusing for me um but now with my new coach um all the stuff that he does kind of makes sense cool um and there's always a reason for your training and you know why you're doing it Mm. whereas before i'd do five hours every day and not really too many intervals and looking back on it i don't really know how i used to do five hours every day Uh, it's just crazy it's a lot i'm man i i love the five hour ride my coach is like less five hour rides and i'm like what and he's like yeah more four three three four hour rides like every weekend you want to do a five and six hour ride but then you're doing these like two hour rides let's scrap that and yeah. do three four hour rides just more often and i'm like but what about the five hour ride that i want to go burn five thousand kjs he's like oh by the way you don't care about kjs anymore i'm like what and he's like yeah and i want you to ride easier i was like dude yeah ah. but yeah, yeah. it's working so i'm like damn. I, I do like a good five hour ride because you can go out and explore and mm-hmm. um i think um i moved cities last year and doing five-hour rides like i basically explored this whole new city in in the summer Mm. and if i wasn't doing that then i probably wouldn't know all these cool places but um but now i'm actually quite enjoying not spending all day on the bike Mm -hmm. that's good that's good there's positives and negatives to each way of doing it so yeah yeah yeah, find the positives. So aside then from changing up how the time spent, any small things you think that, that you do that has a big impact on your training? Kind of another wide open one there. Um, nah, not really. A lot of sleep. I prefer training alone. Okay. How come? Um, just because I like going wherever I want and not having to to really think about it beforehand mm-hmm. like if I want to go up this climb I'll go up the climb if I don't then I'll go somewhere else and you're not really having someone saying like oh no nah, like we should do this we should do that like, I just focus on my training and get it done I think also when you're with other people it's like well what if I want to ride at like 280 or what if I want to ride at 250 it's two different yeah. speed you know it's like oh and I gotta ride this person and then and yeah I'm kind of I don't know if I have a bad reputation for that but you know it is what it is so you gotta enjoy you gotta enjoy the journey on the bike um yeah so what is your and maybe this has changed now so and I was this is kind of this is really funny you're totally throwing me for a loop here um, but this is good because I don't know the answers to some of these questions based off just watching you on Strava. So what does your training consist mostly of then in terms of volume and intensity? Sounds like you're going more towards structured intervals. Maybe what kinds are those or? At the moment, I'm because I'm focusing on the time trial for nationals. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of um, 
FTP work and like sweet spot mm-hmm. and recovery. And then shortly I'll go into some VO2 stuff. Um, cool. Yeah. Do you do, what's your favorite type of stuff for FTP? Are you like uh, over under guy, more steady state, mix of it? Uh, it's mainly steady. And it's really just, you have your targeted power and then you have, you have the duration that you want to do it for. So I think currently it's between 55 minutes to 65 minutes. And then I will just choose how long I want to do the effort for. So I could do four 15 minute efforts or three 20 minute efforts but as long as I do at least an hour's worth and I think the minimum amount of time per like interval is 15 minutes so as long as it's 15 minutes or more then I can just choose how long I want to do it for which is I really like doing that that is Um, nice so if you're feeling it you just go longer if you're having a bit of a rough day just do shorter ones but more of them you how often you're just like i'm just going in one crack um i've done it a few times just because i find it a whole lot easier once you're started just to carry on mm-hmm. it's um, like when you get up in the morning like people that hit the snooze button are like you just woke up why are you going to redo the worst part like i'm gonna go back yeah, to sleep and then exactly. I have to do it all over again it's like eh. yeah that's a like so, maybe when you're yeah. having a bad day you just keep going once because it's like man this, when you're not feeling good and you stop and it's like damn i still have to do three more of these things this is gonna yeah. be a horrible yeah. day so i yeah i try and do as many minutes as i can mm-hmm. so around 20 to 30 minutes cool. i think is pretty sustainable yeah that's cool. Awesome. What's, um, have you ever felt like you trained too much or that you were, and I guess maybe riding too much or not doing enough intensity and it's maybe very recently, or maybe as you were kind of coming up into getting into riding? Um, I think, uh, last year I, I was, um, beginning of like between January and like mid mid season because I think my biggest month was a hundred hours in March, I think it was. And it's just yeah, it's such a long time on the bike, you're not really recovering and you kinda wondering if you really need to do this much training when you look at your teammates and uh, not doing that much and I was just like real grumpy and not a very nice person to be around most of the time so I was like (laughs) maybe I should see what else is out there and if I can kind of switch it up and I now that I'm riding a lot less it's yeah it's a lot more enjoyable so what's the last what would be a month of hours um 
I'm not really sure at the moment because I've had like a whole lot of breaks and stuff, but um, probably like four, four to 600k weeks. Okay. Which is, I don't know what that is in miles. I was just like, man, you need to have me do a math in my head. I'm going to sound like a dumbass if I say something like, oh, that's, that's, that's like 360 miles. So like 15 About hour weeks probably? Miles. Yeah, 15 to yeah. around 15 hours at the moment. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, what's What was kind of the tra- trajectory or what's the journey of you from when did you get into riding up until now? What's, I know you've been with these guys. This is your third year with Bloxburg? Is that right? Yes, my third year. Um, I started racing like track racing on oh, no little way. BMX bikes <laughs> when I was seven, I think. Okay. So I was like track racing on BMX bikes and then did that for a few years. And then I think when I was 13, I started racing on the road, just like local club races. Um, and then I'd go around do school racing do they have that in america well i was gonna actually ask you this so like what is it like in new zealand what's the where does cycling fall and i was actually thinking about this when i was riding today i was like all right i know he's in new zealand do i dare ask him do they play australian rules football there or is it what's the what's the number (laughs) one sport uh rugby okay and then where does cycling fall in popular uh no okay exactly yeah you're probably pretty low on the so like the states like i think to be honest i think cycling's probably bigger in the states okay did not expect to hear that so then how did you get into this track racing uh, as a seven-year-old who was that's a good question my i think my dad kind of got into cycling and was um doing like some club races and then he heard about this like this junior racing and then he took me along and I loved it and then kind of went from there because I remember going to all his races when he was when he was racing and I was a little kid just watching (laughs) that's so cool I wish I had some I I think endurance sports like at least in the states were very team sport focused baseball yeah, yeah. You know, soccer, basketball. But if we just were given more of a chance of like, hey, go run for 30 minutes. And yeah, you get tired, but like get that endorphin high and like see what that's like a little bit. It's just so different. And I wish that, you know, Europeans have so much more of this like Nordic and cycling and it just, you know, so much more prominent there. I wish that that expo that got some more shine here. So um, so then you so you do that and then so school racing, no, we don't I, the first time I knew somebody raced, there was a kid I played volleyball with. I didn't even, this is in high school. Didn't know he, he was a cat one. He was racing, I guess. We crossed paths uh, probably when I was 23. So I'm out of college. Yeah, I think, no, 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 no. So wait, maybe this was 26 when I started riding a bike. I'd have to do the math again and think, think back. I'm like aging myself yeah. that I can't remember <laughs> what that is. So, and this guy's like, oh yeah, Chris, he rides, he, he races. And I was like, I didn't, I like, I knew the tour de France, obviously, but yeah. like, I didn't know people were racing at like the next town. And there's this like Tuesday night, like nobody talks about it. And they're like, dude, Chris raced when you guys were in high school together. 
had no clue. And this guy, we started riding. And I remember I eventually got a road bike and he drops me off at my house. I'm like, all right, you want to chill later? He's like, well, I got to go finish my ride. I'm like, where are you going? Like he lived a neighborhood over. He's like, oh, I got like three more hours to go. And I'm like, you're going to ride for three more hours? <laughs> he's like, yeah, dude. I was like, we just rode for two hours. Like, what are you doing? He's like, dude, five hour ride. Got to do it. Want to be fast. And I was like, all right, see you later. Like weird. Yeah. But so no school racing. Mm, well, there's mountain, high school mountain biking. I'd say that's yeah. Unless I'm still think, out of the know, but to my knowledge, no. I th- yeah, I think you guys have a very big university scene, yeah. whereas we don't. We have the, the school scene, which is, is, I guess the school scene's pretty much the same as the university scene. It's just at a younger age. Okay. So, like, they get you into it, and they're like, okay, it's going away. Like, why yeah. don't they keep <laughs> well you race you can start racing from when you're like 13 I okay. think until you're you leave high school which is um like 18 19 yeah so were you riding um, through all those years then in university too no uh well I guess that was just the last couple Rexus, of years yeah I'm like wait this guy's yeah I'm still yeah. pretty pretty young so which is I good. did school racing which was pretty cool that had races all around the country but i was homeschooled so i was just me versus teams from the same school and they'd like gang up on me and it'd be it'd be good fun because like we all got along but you know as as me versus them and i made you better yeah yeah no doubt yeah do you cross train or lift at all when uh, you're in the non-race season? And what about then when racing? Um, no, I haven't really. Do a bit of Pilates and um, things like that, but not really cross train. Because in New Zealand, you don't really have too much of a off season. Because mm-hmm. you finish racing in Europe in October, then you have Tour South in November, and then you'd have a couple of weeks off, and then first of January you're kind of racing again. So there's not a whole lot of time downtime, and it's yeah, yeah it's summertime when it's our off season, so you just go to the beach or do something good like that. So are, you know, now that you're, you've been on a pro team, are the guys that are only focusing on European racing, are they taking more of a break and saying, you know, I forget the local stuff. Like I need to really get some downtime. Cause that's so hard. Don't you uh, find yeah. it really hard to go full on all year? Like at some point, aren't people like, Hey, I love Southland, but I can't, can't show up ready yeah. to rip. Like I'm on a break. Yeah, everyone, everyone's season's slight, built slightly differently. Mm-hmm. So I haven't raced since Southland in November. And so I've had a bit more time off. Mm. Um, so everyone's program is slightly differently structured. But yeah, I think um, they're not going into these races at the start of the season in New Zealand like with peak fitness. Mm-hmm. they're just racing them because we're a, we're a pro team and and we kind of have to show up to them mm-hmm. um but they're also doing 
doing well at the races. They're not they're not turning up just straight off off the couch. But yeah, you know they're not they're not peaks at peak fitness. That's fair. That's fair. Um, so talk sw- switching to racing a little bit. What result are you most proud of, or even maybe not even result race that gives just like the best memory um, that you've had so far? Terra South, and there's definitely um, some some great memories there. Um, my the first year, uh, Michael Bank won his first yellow, which was 2018. I also managed to I was on his team mm-hmm. riding for him um but I also managed to win the pink jersey which is the under 23 and the king in the mountain jersey while basically just being on the front the whole week riding for him awesome. so that was pretty special um and then that year pretty sure it's the year you came to Southland mm-hmm. um and we bridged across that six minute gap with four of us from the same team. Do you remember that on the Dude. gore stage, the fifth stage? Uh, no, I was probably fifth stage. I was like dead somewhere. Uh, that, that was, um, that was definitely a good memory because we let the, the break up the road and they got out to, believe it was six minutes and there were like gc threats in the in the move and then as soon as it turned right into the crosswind there were five of us from the same team and we just rode across to the to the front group yeah i think i remember i remember being on a bad position when that happened if i'm thinking of the right stage the the, the crosswinds there were were nothing i had experienced before it was yeah, I mean, it's like the videos that you see. It was, you can only stay in the gutter so long until it's a mass explosion and not in the right spot. And again, when you're not with, when you're not riding as a team, yeah. nobody's helping you out. And it was yeah. just not a good, not not a good showing. But yeah, so that's good memory. And also, another one would be. Um, 2019 I won a stage of some stage race in Czech Republic which was pretty special like wasn't expecting it yeah um how that unfold there was a break up the road that been up the road the whole day and we had 3k remaining which is what a mile and a half um and then they were still up the road and I was like, they're probably going to stay away. So I have to bridge across to them. And I was thinking that I was going to do it. And then the guy right in front of me decided he'd do it. So I just followed him and he blew up. And I just kept going across, made it across. And then the breakaway, there were two guys on the break that were left. And they were still riding real hard. And then I just sat on. And then some guy sprinted really early and I just got on him and just rolled him on the line. <laughs> and I was really confused because I wasn't really sure if like there were people in front of that break. So yeah. I celebrated, but I, I wasn't really sure if I'd won. 
and then like the guy that I'd beaten was like checking my Garmin and things because I was just from some amateur Dutch team and he was on the German national team or something and he thought that I must have like hid in a tree because it was just laps he I'm pretty sure he thought that I hadn't done the right amount of k's so he he was like checking how many k's I'd done are you kidding me (laughs) dude that oh my god so he seriously rolled over like let me look at your garment and we could just confuse like what are you talking about yeah (laughs) yeah because I think I was the only one left in my team at that point there might have been two other guys and so he must have thought that I was one of the guys that we'd lapped but no I just been yeah speaking of races where there's not a lot of people left what happens at that uh tar and gravel race or what's it called because there's it's like shell there were I think like less than 20 people finished last time I looked is it just a brutal course or is it what's oh yeah it's savage like it's not very long. I think it's a hundred and it must be like 80 miles. Yeah. And then it's 30, 30 K of it's gravel, I think. Okay. And it's very windy. It's like South and wind. Okay. And it just gets blown to pieces. And before, before the race, you're like, Oh, this isn't very far. Like it should be, like pretty easy it should be a longer race and you finish or you're halfway through the race and you're just like this is horrible like damn yeah no nah, it's is, savage that race how is that wind affecting like a lot of times athletes will say you know hey i have a really hard time putting out consistent power when it's windy out do you, do you guys get better at that because when, you, when it's like blowing and gusting like it can be kind of annoying I think, is it just become normal or is it not always as, or I guess maybe it depends where you live in New Zealand, but I remember riding with one of the guys there and we're like, oh, it's raining. He's like, dude, this is all the time. Like this weather is just what we live in. Like we're just used to it. It it didn't phase him at all. And yeah, I think, do you think that helps you in just, I mean, there's no harsh conditions to you guys probably. Yeah. New Zealand the weather's changing every day um but there's definitely a lot of places that are windier than others okay like the town i used to live in it's windy all the time like you go out and you'd be having to put out 350 watts just to move yeah and then you turn around and you'd be flying you'd be going 50 miles an hour and done 100 watts like that's and it's crazy. dead flat as well so it definitely makes you stronger but it is really annoying <laughs> okay sounds good definitely is still annoying what's uh looking towards 2022 and you don't know all the races you're going to but what's your biggest goal race maybe not even this year what's your biggest goal race forever yeah a big to the front i reckon yeah one of those big grand tours any which grand tour lights your fire the most from watching it they're all different aren't they yeah um i think tour de france is the main one that come kind of like as you're when you're a little kid that's the one you dream of mm-hmm. 
but then I think like the Jero's real beautiful with all the stages and stuff and then Spain. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. They're all amazing. They're all I mean, different. Just, yeah. It's uh I really want to see the Giro at some point. Um I saw a time trial at the Vuelta and yeah, man, I just, what's the longest stage race you've done? I mean, Southland for me was one of, was the longest actually, I think. Um, what's the longest one that you've done? Because when I, I mean, obviously I'm an amateur cyclist. So getting to do a week long is pretty awesome, but I ride, I ride a pretty decent amount. And yeah. I look at these guys and they're doing, I, I don't think people realize how long this race is and how hard it is. Yeah. Um, the longest um, stage race I've done is seven days, but it was 1,300 kilometers. Mm. Solid. So I don't know what that is in miles, maybe 700. Yeah, even more because 1,000 would be like 600, three, yeah, like 780, closer to 800, I'd say. Mm. And that was that, savage. That sounds savage. Where was that? Uh, in the Breton region in France. Okay. Um, there might have been somebody in Ecuador that was talking about that and said it was just insane. Uh, a guy from Montreal that was on this composite team I was on. Uh, my buddy from back in the day raced in that area of France before and said the races were just crazy. So I can only imagine mm. a stage race of that <laughs> whole other beast. No, it's, it's definitely a very nice part of France, but it's just up and down. There's no yeah. flat and yeah. it's no straight roads either. I think it's 300 TSS days every day. Back to your positioning, positioning point. Yeah. What's um? What are you doing? The let's say you had a huge race, so it's not just a random, you know, race. You're kind of like training through. What are you doing for a race routine the week before a big race? Race routine. I'll just be trying to chill out as much as possible. Mainly, still mentally. riding a bunch or less riding. Yeah. Not well. I think for me personally, I go better once I'm warmed up. So I need some good K's in the legs. Mm -hmm. So I will be less riding, but still probably have a day where it's like a four or five hour ride Mm -hmm. a couple of days before. Depends Mm -hmm. on the event and how it starts. Like Tura Southland this year started with, well, it starts with the, the prologue. And then a short criterium thing. So it's quite short. So I I do a longer ride, probably three days beforehand, just to, I don't know, maybe it's just a mental thing for me, but I just feel better if I have some volume in the legs. I don't really find myself performing as well if I kind of like don't ride much. Mm -hmm. I only did a 10 hour week then I'd probably be struggling for a few days yeah I agree I think take 
there's a really interesting paper road to gold it's like based off nordic skiers and they we're talking about how there's all these like theoretical tapers, but they never really looked at like the boss dogs. And so they took people that were either, you had to be a world champion or a national champion to be in this study. And I think it's 13 of them. And they followed like, what did they do for tapering? And, and almost n- none of them, they, some trained more, but there was none of this like, okay, hold two weeks, cut volume, only just do a little bit of intensity. It's a really interesting uh kind of overview that they did on these uh skiers and different sports sure but still endurance based and um yeah i would may want to probably just continued with a 500 mile week but you know <laughs> i'm changed now change man but, change man but smarter there you go what's let's talk about nutrition a bit what's your favorite food on the bike um i I'm currently going through a phase where I'll have, uh, I'll pre-make uh, like a wrap or a burrito and then you'll put cheese and, did you have Marmite when you are in New Zealand? I think that I had, I don't, I don't think I liked it though. It's very, it's very bitter. I don't know how you explain it. Yeah, I had those cookies. Um, those were good. What do they call it? Show what cookies. They're um ah, God. I won't think of it. There was some well, there is some New Zealand cookie that one of the our our DS was from Australia and Ben also liked them and they're like, oh these cookies are amazing. They were good, but it didn't I don't know. Anyway, anyway, I'll 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 put mama and cheese on this burrito or wrap, whatever you want to call them. And then like fold it up and put it in a toasty maker and then kind of like cook it and then wrap it up in tin foil and have those. Does it get messy? No, no, no. It's 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 um it's clean as it's just um it's kind of like a savory yeah. thing for the carbs. It's good. What's so are you doing that like an endurance ride or if you're going out to smash you're going to eat that nah if i smash i'll just have um i'll have carb mix in my bottles and probably just um a few muesli bars and maybe a gel or two but okay are you targeting any like number of carbs an hour when you're going super hard or like doing like a tt ftp session um supposed to be around i can't remember what it is 60 or 90 or something depends on your so you're not body weight no not not me okay i'm very i'm very um what do you call it chill about the whole thing okay more carbs dude more carbs no i know i know I do. More carbs. You're actually worrying eat. me right now because so many people don't fuel enough and the, it's 90 and it could be even more if you, you know, once your gut gets trained, but. Uh, I got a message from my coach yesterday saying I need to eat more. So awesome. It's um, yeah. Plus one go coach. What's the favorite food to eat after? Well, you don't do as many five hour rides, big ride. What's your favorite thing? If you're coming back, do you have any favorite food to eat right after? Um, probably just, um a lot of rice Mm, a bit of tuna maybe chicken Mm -hmm. um 
veggies, just good stuff like that. Cool. Pretty, pretty like a lot of carbs. wholesome eater. It sounds like like natural, yeah. natural foods. Yeah. 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 What's anything equipment wise? What kind of everybody always asks me to ask this question. What size tires are you running? And tubeless or team tubes or tubular? Just tubes at the moment on training wheels. Okay. Um, What's your favorite tire? Victoria. Okay. Um, I believe currently I'm running 26s, but I prefer 28s. Yeah. Are they um, out of the 28s or you have to ride them because of your team? Do they make a 28? They make it. Uh, they do. They do. Um, it's just whatever I get sent, really. Whatever's okay. in stock. Um, but 28s on New Zealand roads because they're very rough chip roads. It's pretty bad. Um, I find a 28 a whole lot more comfortable. So yeah. I've a funny story. It's not actually that funny, but I've always been like 25s. I put 28s on. I was like, this is ridiculous. This is like a Cadillac. I can't get into this. And so I went up to do a 160 mile ride in Vermont. And it's, um, they're not there. It's gravel roads. It's like non-season. They're not paved roads. My friend yeah. was like, listen, man, you need bigger tires. Cause if it gets graded, like you're going to be really pissed and your rims are definitely going to get jacked up. I've got these thirties. So I'm like, all right, whatever. <laughs> they measure 32. Dude, they were so awesome. I came back and finished the road season on them and I moved to the mountains in North Carolina and like descending it is, you're just like, let's go. It is yeah. incredible. So I'm actually a convert uh, to these WTB thirties on my bike or 32 or on my wheels are 32s. But yeah, wider. I, I think I'm convinced Ted King, I was talking to him and I told him I rode 25. He's like, dude, you're back in time. Well, how, why are you riding 25s? Like, I just like how they feel. Yeah. 20, 25s are the old twenties. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> I, I looked at this. So I have a uh, storage calls here. I'm like, Oh, tire. I should use this up. It's a 25. I just put it on two days ago. It looks so skinny. And today I went over to this, it's like summer here. It's like 80 degrees and I was running out of water. So I like rode over this. It wasn't, it wasn't a curb, but I don't know. I'm used to these big 32s. I like, it wasn't super smooth. My back wheel hit it and instantly flatted. And I was like, damn it, this tire sucks. So I might just pitch it, but um, anything unique that see, are you guys still riding Pinarellos? Yeah. So I'm, I say, I don't ask too many sponsored questions. Cause like, you're going to tell me that you love it, but the bike looks amazing. Anything that stands out that's unique about your guys setup. Um, or maybe anything that's, that's changed since you first started riding with them. Tires. Nah, all the, all the gears stayed the same. Nothing. I'm still on my bike from when I first started 20, okay. 20. Um, but I believe this year we're, getting the Pinarello F just um, the new one okay looks so, the same I think I'm not sure is that going to replace the dogma or is it going to be a different type of I think it's just the the new model okay just cool. like yeah yeah what uh wrapping up here what for people that or athletes that are maybe 
you know, what's the category system there? I was going to say cat one and it might not be the same thing down there. How do you guys progress through the ranks or what are the ranks there? We have under 19, under 23, and then elite. So what is it? So you were just called elite before you got a pro license? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's called elite. Um, so you can just race any race, really, Okay. in New Zealand. So, just, uh, so for elites out there that are trying to get to the pro level, and you know what do you think got you there maybe it's as simple as results maybe it's you know what do you think that they need to focus on um or maybe said differently you know what kind of advice did somebody tell you that you found helpful or just what advice would you pass on to the younger rider um i think just keep working hard um because that's, I think, how I kind of kept developing. Like, as the junior rider, I would be getting thrashed against, like, the other junior guys. And I just kept going, kept working hard, and I'd get better results. But then also, as I got older, those guys that were winning kind of either left the sport or um, weren't winning as much because you caught up and then um, you kind of even again. So as long as you just keep keep at it um, and also just contact, as long as you have make contacts and talk to people and it's kind of like cycling is kind of who you know as well. Mm-hmm like results definitely help but who you know is also a very big one and it's so different now of like for people that don't know i'm turning 40 soon and so back when i was 26 i was getting to that point of like i just got into cycling we have the cat one through five system i'm sure you're familiar with got my cat one started doing some races tried to do what NR- nrc was the national race calendar here and a guy was like listen you got to travel around beat all the races and i think the biggest thing that someone didn't tell me was like make sure you talk and make connections there because there was no instagram i don't even, no, there was facebook but it wasn't like it was today where like you could easily reach out to every coach and like have a social profile and have social media and i think you know results like you said, they totally matter. But in today's day and age, you have no excuse not to be making a connection at every race and following up with people and talking to sponsors and like bring something to the table to a team. It's like, yeah. I don't know. There's interesting articles of athletes that complain about, you know, I just want to be an athlete and I don't want to like run my career as a business. And I'm like, this is like, you're in the real world. This is, you're going to be your job and you don't want to like go out there and meet and make those connections it's just part of the yeah. game it's also like take all the opportunity you get mm-hmm. like the way i met tyler was some there's this facebook group in new zealand where you keep, this, G, keep this g-rated if tyler's involved in that's <laughs> no, very g-rated um there's this facebook group where you sell like old bike equipment that you don't want yeah. and there's a guy on there that posted that 
there's this team in California looking for um, two more riders. And then I was like, oh, yeah, like, I'd be keen to go to America. So I messaged the guy and he put me in contact with Tyler. And then, like, before I knew it, I was, I landed in LA and I was getting picked up by Tyler. And no way. Was that your first I, time to the States? Yeah, yeah. I was 18, <laughs> I think. <laughs> what a chaperone. I, yeah, I didn't know what I was like. The team sounded legit and it was. So I, it was a real good team. Um, but I got picked up by Tyler. There are two others from New Zealand that went. So we all got picked up by Tyler. And we're like, is this guy a cyclist? Like, yeah. What have we done? <laughs> we're screwed up. This is like, we've been scammed. <laughs> and then, because we're. <laughs> oh my god dude we're living we're living with tyler real nice guy um and it was all good in the end it worked out but um yeah it was just like just from a facebook message there's an opportunity to race in america and i i took it and and then met tyler and met all these other good contacts and that's awesome still to this day america is probably the the most enjoyable time i've had on a bike really what about it did you love so much what races do you guys do over here um mainly all the californian races and then i came back in 2018 and i did like tulsa tough and a couple of the usa crits cool um but yeah i just like the culture everyone's very um very nice and encouraging and it's just it's fun it's a very it's a very good time yeah cool that's awesome to hear i'm glad to hear that was the experience um it's and, and and for those that don't know tyler's name if you you might actually you should look him up on instagram when you first meet tyler you will have that wait this guy rides and yeah. if you've been to any USA crits races, he's the one with huge hair and probably giving the medal sign. My background's there we go. Yeah. Yeah. So that was really funny when we had to say something to her Southland and he was the one to go up and talk and he was like, and keep it metal. And for he's like, Southland is very metal. And for I'm like, these people don't know who this guy is. And they're probably like, what is he talking about? And a lady at our table goes, what's metal? <laughs> like, <laughs> can't, even, can't explain it to you man no, thank you for doing this man this is uh i'm excited to see how your year goes hopefully you guys have an amazing well nationals first and then amazing trip over to europe and it'll be really awesome to follow the team what's the best way for people to keep in touch uh with kind of what you guys are up to i'm sure they have an instagram page and you've got a page and any yeah other- probably just instagram would be the it's really the main one these days yeah um so my team is Black Spoke Pro Cycling. Sweet. And my page is Ethan Bat. Awesome, man. Thank you for doing Thanks. this, Ethan. It's been great. Thanks to for having me. Yeah. Look forward to seeing some uh, big wins this year from you. <laughs> we'll try. All right. I'll talk you to you too. later. Yeah, yeah. Right. See you, man. Ciao.